Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Not Your Mama's News, live, presented to you by the Union of the Unknowns. I'm your host tonight, Keel Thor. With me are the unknowns. She's a woman of high sophistication. Ashley, think, change, repeat. Hello, that was good. And hey, everybody. She's <laughs> a true Sheila from the land down under, Stella Q. True blue as blue can get. Hello, always good to be with you guys. You too. We may have another. And everyone listening. Yes. Thank you and welcome. We may have another unknown showing up later, but we won't give away any any uh, clues as to who that may be just yet. Fake and gay, there's a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On Not Your Mama's News, if you aren't a uh, regular listener or watcher, welcome and thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we like to uh, bring you high-quality news and information that uh, showcases the clown world in which we live. Tonight, we we have some good stories. I'd like to hand it off to Think Change Repeat, though. She's got a very important uh, news, breaking news almost. Breaking? Would you consider it breaking news? I would consider it close to breaking. It's difficult to describe anything as breaking in this news cycle unless it's just happening like one second ago. Right. But what I wanted to discuss is the trans well i'm just going to read the title here Infowars, the nashville transgender shooters manifesto has been released now that's not the exact title but that got me through the tongue-tied part so stephen crowder the independent journalist slash comedian whatever he is content creator allegedly leaked three pages of the manifesto Okay, so I am not 100% sure how he came by this information and whether or not this was just su submitted via the FOIA or if somebody who actually, what, the FBI sent somebody leaked to Steven Crowder. So there are questions to how he came across this information. And so that part is sketched to me as well. Because I think Steven Crowder in general, to me, I, I have to wonder about these people. And I know I've talked about this before, but they're, if they're in an independent media space and they have made it big in that space, then I have questions about them. So he certainly isn't different. However, let's say that all of this is legit. So if that's the case, then she, Audrey Hale, the shooter, basically was a super leftoid. Okay, so she was saying... She called the kids little crackers. She said that they were a bunch of little faggots with their white privilege and stuff like that. The other thing that was also released is that she apparently had a um, an entry in her journal called Death Day, which was basically a time-by-time check-in of how she was going to go about her day. She also said that she was ready and that she hoped her victims wasn't. She said, quote, I hope I have a high death count. Um, there were some weird drawings in the journal as well. So what I wanted to bring up, though, was that there was a lot of suspicious stuff about this story from the very beginning. And we talked about it, missing the point. Drew at Missing the Point had an episode on it as well, but there was a, the address started with the 33. Um, we had, you know, like three kids and three teachers killed. And then we also know that me, I'm skeptical of basically every mass shooting that makes it to the mainstream media these days. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities and I think that they 
personally are created. And this case is no different than that. So I saw some people questioning the legitimacy of this, if it was even real, or if this was something that was created just as a psyop or a distraction. I reached out to Tim Tuttle or at not Joylon McVeigh um, on Twitter, who our buddy Tim Tuttle did the um, Columbine episode with us. And he studies this stuff and he's quite good. So I reached out and I said, do you think that this was legitimate? And he thought that it did on first glance, but he thought that this was probably the least important fact of this entire case. So what he thinks is that there was other things that had happened to Audrey Hale that maybe there was the common theme of child abuse. S.A. Okay, I don't want to say it on here, but basically that something was going on as she attended this school as well. And there was a pastor who had said that she had been receiving counseling from one of the victim's parents. Then later that was retracted. So the reason that I'm bringing this is not because I have all the details. It's worth a deep dive in and of itself. But what I wanted to say is that it it is worth just taking it with a grain of salt. And I think a lot of the people that are with us already know that, right? They're not just going to automatically believe whatever's out there in alt media and mainstream media. So I just want to say, let's see what else plays out here. Know that there's a lot of other information that is kind of being suppressed and scrubbed. And in addition to that, I think that there are other um that there are other uh, what's goals at play here. So I'll tell you, for example, Stephen Crowder. Well, let me let me yeah, let me pause just, you there for just a minute. Uh, our mystery guest has arrived. You all know him as America's sweetheart, Justin the Ism Cant. I wasn't prepared. Oh, yeah, he's sitting. I said standby. <laughs> You don't know if I'm standing. <laughs> I thought you were just short. Good day, All right. Good day. How you Good. going? All right. Uh, so continue. Uh, Ashley was talking about the. Uh, yeah, if I could just say computer. one ahead, little so. thing. Um, I just find leaks are always suspicious in these circumstances. Yes. Back over to you, Ashley. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm with you. I do find it suspicious. And and that was one of the things that I was listening to their evaluation of this on Slow News Day or, or AM Wake Up. And they said that they thought that they, the same thing. They, they thought that this is sort of setting the precedent that you're never going to get the real document. And I even think that Monica had talked about this, right? It's always going to be a leak. It's always going to be that you're yeah. never going to see the real thing. So I think that there's more of this at play. Also, YouTube removed Steven Crowder's video. Now, he has his deal <laughs> with Rumble, so that's a, not his main gig anymore. But just the point of, isn't it just a little bit odd that every little creature out in the popular alt-media space ends up having something bad happened to them, right? Like the the iron fist of censorship is coming after them or, you know, Alex Jones, the, the mega lawsuit, all of this stuff. That's so brain. It, yes, it feels Pied Pipery to me. I'm not saying yep. that that's what it is. I'm not saying, but it feels Pied Piper. It feels distraction. It feels multifaceted. It feels like the agenda to, for censorship. I also saw a mention of the first lady of Tennessee knowing uh, some of the teachers in this church. So I feel that this is worth a deep dive. And I, I didn't bring that today, but I did bring just the fact that we've got this, we've got the censorship element, we've got the leak element, and that there's a lot of stuff about this story that is not being discussed. But then we have the whole white supremacy and crackers element that is being discussed. So it feels like a distraction as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there. There has been a lot of suspicious things with this. Is this the same incident that had the principal that looked like Tootsie, Dustin Hoffman? Uh, maybe so. Um, it was the Nashville was. shooting, and I, I think you might be right. I feel like we yeah. did talk about that. I think well, that was the same incident. There's been so many. <laughs> yeah, certainly whenever they put some kind of emphasis on a, a race-oriented racist comment thing, 
it's definitely propaganda. Definitely, they're trying yeah. to trick yeah, look people the f- and get every everybody pissed off about it. Who, who knows if that kid was really racist or not? But they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bullet point that point of that person's manifest the he she's manifesto. Yeah, I I agree, and I think there's you know they on um, AM Wake Up they questioned what. Is this even real? Because I I just mm. find the whole thing odd. Like what what okay, sure. This person's mentally ill and sure, do I think that they were programmed to kill? Yes, I do. But what person of that age group calls people crackers? This is a white person who also was trying to be a white male. Does that make sense to anybody? And I know y'all tell me all the time. You're like, "Ashley, let it go. It's never going to make sense." That's the point. And I say, okay, guys. And then here I am next time. And I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, the fact is it's in the news. So they want us to know. Yeah. Justin, what do you got? So we're talking about the uh, Tranny Nashville shooter, right? Yes. Yes. Did anyone count how many times that man, woman festo? <laughs> Person festo, thank you. Thank you. Um, how many times um, he, she wrote faggot in it? Uh, I didn't probably, count, but probably she, 33. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> what it probably right? was. <laughs> and that, yeah, if, it's supposed to be this like ultra woke trans person, but you got to be pretty based to call everyone faggot. So I'm not sure where I really feel on this. It's it's like a bit of a, a soup. It's a cauldron of all the narrative aspects isn't it, really it? Is. we've got the trans we've got the the racism we've got the guns the whole buffet um, yeah yeah the whole smorgasbord now, this yourself. was, this was a female human being that had transitioned into a boy presenting person right well they <laughs> yeah. so she had she was identifying as a male so originally audrey then she was identifying as aiden however she I don't know where she was on her transition stage. And that's another thing. We haven't really had access to that information as far as what medication she was on, meaning SSRIs, because that's always there. And then um, as far as like hormone replacement therapy, because if you look at her, she simply looks like she is dressing as a dude. She doesn't look you know, there doesn't appear to be any facial hair. There doesn't appear to be, whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, that whoa. kind now, of stuff. You can't judge a man based on his lack of ability to grow facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I this, don't know. This is three weeks right here. <laughs> this is the words, the words of Mike Tyson. That's messed up. <laughs> messed up. <laughs> <laughs> How old was this uh, assailant? Alleged assailant? Ooh, good question. I do not recall her age. She was young, 20s. 20s. Yeah. So it it wasn't actually at the school or a student. Right. She wasn't a student there at this time, but she had been a student. And see, that was where the odd thing in um, what Tim Tuttle was telling me was that he, so he caught where someone said she had been saying, um, or no, the pastor for the church said that she had been receiving counseling at some point at the church not at this time though okay so gentleman skeptic thank you he said that it is mid to late 20s and he also said that someone better keep an eye on ellen page (laughs) yeah hey let's let's uh give a shout out to uh um who's here mike the polymath right he's here yes easy peasy podcast and uh Gentleman skeptic. skeptic, yes, hey, and I also hey, want to shout out over on Rumble. I'm actually manning it this time, so if if uh, Sir Tim of the Tunnels happens to be here, oh, I yeah, got yeah. you, fam. But <laughs> our our buddies, our um, <laughs> as Jen calls them, the Pod Family of Origin. So uh, our family people, we got Jen, we got Ando over there. And hey, uh, so thanks, guys. Thanks everyone on the live for tuning in. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. You. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So that's that, guys. What else? Uh, any other questions on that? And and basically, my whole point. I need to do more research here, but I think maybe I always say this, but something stinks. 
Yeah. Well, I, was this the incident with the shoes as well? How there was a yes. discrepancy yeah. with? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just about to say that, Justin. Right. What do you? You had a comment? Scooped you. Sorry. <laughs> why is everything always fake and gay? And why is this specifically fake and gay thing coming out right before World exactly. War Three? Exactly. Exactly. What is the distraction? Why? Oh, so Sir Tim is gentleman skeptic. Hello, gentleman oh. skeptic. Oh, you just doxed him. <laughs> he doxed you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we can go and bleep that. <laughs> yeah, we can oh we can delete goodness. that live bit. Not a problem. My goodness. Oh man. Yeah, I've been wondering why why now? It just seems so odd to me. And like why Steven Crowder ushering in um, you know, a little more censorship from from the folks over at YouTube. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, that's the first I've heard of Steven Crowder since his whole um, Dewey contract thing came up. Exactly. Uh, yes. So the I thought he was done for. He's been around. No, he's been um, keeping on, keeping on. However, this is like the first time he has kind of been back up in the hullabaloo ever since his fallout with Daily Wire happened because there was a potential that he was going to go on board with Daily Wire. Supposedly they had a falling out and Crowder did him dirty. You know, some people said that. Some people said that Daily Wire was doing him dirty. Whatever. I don't trust any of them. Um, I'm just trying to figure out who Stephen Crowder is. I've, I'm just looking now. Is he a fairly young guy, American, Canadian, conservative, political commentator and media host? Yeah. Okay. That's the one. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, thank Canadian. There. Yeah, and actually, speaking of uh, Sir Tim, the um, <laughs> you did see Tommy Kitten, uh, <laughs> Canadian Ellen Page's handler Harley Pasternak was a Canadian military guy. Harley Pasternak. Pasternak. Yes. Pasternak. Pasternak. Does that mean something? She's gone past her neck. Well, it's actually a dude. So he was Kanye's handler as well. In addition to Ellen Page, Mac Miller, who's dead. Um, I mean, there's weird stuff with this guy. Yeah. Canadian military I'm guy who's allegedly a trainer in Hollywood. But per what Justin was saying, um, the Canadian link. Yes, Kanye's trainer too, Tim. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of that. That's hmm. uh, that, uh, pseudo tranny stuff. Let's move Yet on. again, non-conclusive. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, always. I. I. Last thing I. I was been. I haven't been keeping up with it. Last thing I remember was the shoes, and I remember looking at the videos and stuff. But anyway, that whole thing was just. Did weird. we figure out if, if it was the Tootsie the Tootsie episode? Because <laughs> oh, oh gosh, and one, if it's the same one, one, it just looked identical. To, uh, Dustin one Hoffman. thing yeah, I'm that sure I wanted know. to say was that um, Jen said that MK Ultra was ran out of McGill University. So, Jen, can you confirm in the chat that that is a Canadian university? Okay, so he said Trudeau's mom was in McGill MK Ultra program and got electroshock. Unbelievable. So there's certainly that connection. And I also want to say that as far as the uh, recent main shooting, Jen had tagged me in a, a super fascinating thread about a <laughs> child abuse happening at a deaf school in Maine and that there's a whole association. So here's the other thing with all of these kids, there always seems to be these um, assault allegations at the schools that they attended as well. And that's no different than the um, than Audrey Hale's situation at Covenant in Nashville. Also, something that came to my mind, um, gosh, I, I really should be able to remember this. I think it was Tim Tuttle that we were talking to. Um, oh, was it? Anyway, that, that I think it was the Columbine School um, was – had previously been an MK Ultra experimental area or a research lab or something. Can you can you remind me of that, Ashley? Yeah. So Eric Harris is who we kind of honed in on in that episode. So his dad was a military guy originally in New York. That's where the allegations of experiment is experimentation happening on him. However, when they relocated the family, it was in um, Littleton, Colorado, which had 
the the largest employer in that town was Lockheed Martin, a military contractor, with almost mm, 30% that's right, yeah. of that town being employed by Lockheed Martin. That also ties in to John Benet Ramsey because her dad's business was a subcontractor had just been bought out or something to that yeah, effect right. at Lockheed Martin. So uh, Sir Tim in the tunnel said that Harris's father was military intelligence. Yes, he was definitely involved in the military. There was accusations that Eric Harris had been experimented on, and there was allegations that he had been assaulted. You know what kind I mean, um, as well. So there's all these hey, elements that keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, nobody heard my joke. Uh, where? Are, oh, sorry, man. What, no, I heard it. it worth repeating? <laughs> okay. Uh, where was I going? Okay, what I was, what I was sort of going with that. I'm just wondering if you know there could have been some sort of scenario of, um, you know, as a quiet weapon, <laughs> as in sure. EMFs, etc. I just wonder if it's sort of happening in a lot of places like schools, unis, where they kind of are doing, as we've been talking about on the WTF Easy Peasy podcast, WTF Forum. Um, the last couple of weeks, actually, um, we've been talking about the mind control technology that mm. there are patents for, which doesn't mean that it does exist just because it's a patent. But if something exists, there is a patent for it. Well, <clears throat> so if that is the case, we would never know who they're targeting, when, where right. or why. Or activating, so, right? So who knows who has had the training yes. via the torture, the mind yep. control, and then they're ready to be activated, right? So then uh, yes. gentleman skeptic Tim also said that didn't the Aurora shooter have some kind of government connection? For sure. His, or at least he had the college connection because I'm pretty sure that one of his parents worked at an Ivy League and he had an internship. I think it was maybe Stanford or something like that. So that whole situation is extremely sus. Jen did provide us with the wiki or excuse me, um, an encyclopedia about that program and the connection. And then Ando also said that Littleton is spook central, 100%. So it's all of these similar threads with all of these shooters that obviously you're never going to learn about that in the mainstream. And really a lot of the alt news, the big alt news, they're not talking about this stuff. I mean, and it's pretty wild. Yes. It's all pretty weird. <clears throat> Then I just say Tranifesto is hilarious, <laughs> and thank you to Burn Babylon Burn. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. I've got a story here. Uh, kind of ties in with something that we heard earlier this year, I think. We all remember the Twitter files, right? Where they exposed the blatant CIA Department of Defense interference with uh, suppressing information on Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's some some more of that happening. A um, Judiciary Committee uh, released a report this week uh, detailing how the uh, Department of Homeland Security, our favorite department, our le favorite legitimate department in the government, uh, worked with uh, several universities, mostly Stanford University, and formed a, a disinformation group uh, called the Election Integrity Partnership, which I can tell you right now had nothing to do with election <laughs> integrity. But what they were doing, exactly, what they were doing basically, same kind of thing. They were suppressing... Um, uh, speech and information and jokes and uh, opinions of mostly conservative or um, uh, sources. The they, it was formed in July of 2020, so it was right before the election, and that's when it went into uh, big, you know, wound up and got into gear and. Anyway, it, it, it really pisses me off, of course, hearing this kind of stuff. I was talking to my people at work about this particular story, and uh, we should we should all be outraged. I know all of us are, but we're not surprised. We're all we've all been watching this stuff happen for years, so we're all. I've been getting censored since like 2014. 
yeah so it's it's no no big news thing to us but it's just <clears throat> whenever i see the stuff brought like shown like it's actually happening you know the stuff we've been talking about and speculating about for years it's it's actually like that and we aren't afraid to tell it tell you about it anymore it just it blows my mind how it can just it can just actually be there you know like it's so not blatant a, not a fantasy it's just yeah you know, blatant uh government um corruption so right like it's so in your face they're not even bothering to to even yeah. try and hide it or obscure it anymore at all nope. mm. i don't I don't have any gay retarded friends. So has anyone seen what the official uh, liberal uh, Joe Biden Bidenomics take is on uh, the news of blatant censorship? I I don't have that information handy. <laughs> so. I mean, I'd, 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 I'd just be curious to see the mental gymnastics that they pull they out. They probably don't but, even... Uh, Probably don't even uh, report it at all. Correct. I would say they wouldn't even address it. And then they would just, you know, I haven't heard this from the horse's mouth, but normally if it's anything like the, um, you know, press secretaries like Jen um, Psaki and whatever the other gal's name is. Cringe. Cringe. John Pierre because she's so cringe. Jean Jean Benet or something. (laughs) I'm sorry. I stole... I stole cringe John Pierre from Dave Rubin, and I just feel disgusting stealing something from that faggot. Uh, well, I will I say that Dave Rubin is certainly a World War Three genocide advocate, so I'm definitely not interested in what he has to say. But you're right. What she does, what they both do and have done is just ignore you, gaslight you, and tell you that it's not even happening. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was exactly what they would do in the case of censorship. Or they would, they might say, well, you know, they were, they were just censoring misinformation. It just so happens that more conservatives were putting out misinformation back then. Yada, 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 you know, but a lot of the, a lot of the, the censors, the people that were actually doing the censoring on whatever social media platforms they were affecting were student students at these schools. So they were employed by the uh, election integrity, whatever the fuck, and they were the ones, you know, flagging things that were deemed misinformation. So of course, you know, college students aren't are going to be completely unbiased, you know. And um, Kamala just had a speech talking about mis and disinformation, and I think she was going with the old dangerous to our democracy. And I also saw a blip recently from Fox News joining in uh, on how this stuff is dangerous to our democracy. But of course, it's from the World War Three, the pro World War Three crowd. They hate it when you say that we shouldn't have World War Three. So, oh yeah, they everywhere. hate it. Yeah, they really I, it, hate I, it. I, I can't help having a little snigger every time somebody says Kamala made a speech. <laughs> it's just like it's always funny. It's like it's, how many times did she cackle? Exactly, Which, like uh, she stumbled through some some something that her handlers gave her to say, and she cackled, and she sounded like a complete dumbass maniac the entire time. I pray 100%. for Kamala Harris presidency. Just imagine her rip ripping speeches off the dome, like. Every time it is ten out of ten comedy gold. It definitely right is. She's consistent. Like the, uh, the, the the empire is crumbling. Can we at least have a good time and get some cheap beer while we watch? What we well, need. The only cheap beer is Bud Light, and you know who drinks that, Justin. I'm not drinking that. Tranny jizz. Uh, it would be cool to have a Trump uh, Harris presidency i think they they might they'd probably play off each other a lot like you know but here's the thing with trump trump is actually good at just doing speeches off the dome right and it like half what he says is actually like incredibly based but then you look at the shit that he pulls it's like oh you're just a gay faggot like the rest of them (laughs) yep that's true typical new yorker i I saw i heard uh 
Kamala do a speech about something recently, and it it's every time I hear her speak, it's the it's the same formula. She she talks about whatever the topic is, she explains it as if she were talking to a three year old, and, and then, then she just repeats herself over and over and over. She goes again. into then she like repeats like yeah. the start of her explanation, like what she's explaining, and then she does like half the explanation. It's the best. How could anyone hate her? She explains uh, like she's talking to a three-year-old. That's called projection. Well, I mean, meaning, meaning um, that she has the the mental faculty faculties of a three-year-old, or meaning that she's trying to infantilize her audience uh, for some sort of like, like. Uh, I think you're giving her the too way much that credit. she's speaking to them. The former. Yeah, she doesn't think that deeply. She has the mental capacity of a three-year-old. That's what I meant. <laughs> well, no one said she got to her position by doing anything other than sucking dick. Well, she'd make a perfect president, wouldn't she? <laughs> um, what? Speaking of... Uh, wait, how about, how about this? <clears throat> just, just in case there are any people listening uh, with a capac mind capacity of a three-year-old, we have a nice yeah, quick sorry. story <laughs> from Ismcant, Justin. Well, speaking of <laughs> pussy. <laughs> so oh, it's always good to have you back. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah. It's 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 been a work is kicking my ass. Um, but I just boy. have a quick story uh out of sweating it out at the brothel. But, uh, yeah. It's it's not as it's not as easy as they make it out to be, you know. Like you know how many knee pads I got to go through every month. Get some government issue ones, mate. It's... Get some Kamala Harris branded knee pads. <laughs> now <Camel> toe knee pads. <laughs> that actually might not be a bad business idea. There's there's a niche. Like a niche. Get it? How many niche? million? Like uh, no. the, during the 2020 election. The same person made toilet paper with Trump on it and Biden on it. This is the yep. kind of business opportunities we need to keep in mind as we're moving forward. Genius. That's the, that's the kind of the foresight we need to make our millions. Gotta have, gotta. I was about to make a really bad foreskin joke, but I'm just gonna move on <laughs> instead. Oh, you mean there's a good foreskin joke? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, let's um, move on. Are you are you, um, you anti foreskin still? Is that the uh, only the removal of? You, uh, okay. Particularly the methodology. Yeah. Yeah. But me let's too. not go but there. There's a whole bunch of methodologies, um, and it just depends on the culture. Like some people do it in a sterilized medical setting, other people and do some it don't. <laughs> in a way where they give the baby herpes by sucking its stick after they uh, chop it off. So, you know, every culture is equal. That's what I always say. Yep. So what's your story, Justin? <laughs> so, anyways, out of um, um, Portland, Portland, Oregon, I believe Oregon is the uh, shithole country that Portland resides in. <laughs> yes. So it's, 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 it's one that's going to tug on your heartstrings a little. So the headline is uh, Court Orders Landlord to Pay $1.375 million for Kidnapping His Tenant's Cat. <clears throat> what? So what happened is, uh, I don't know the dude's name. But the cat's name was Frank, and that's really the only thing people care about, right? True story. Her, so her Frank, name, hold on. The cat's oh, name Frank. was what? I'm sorry. Frank. 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 Okay. Frankly, I can't believe you didn't hear that, Stella. <laughs> that's appalling. Fur in my ears. Oh, what? I'm sorry, Ashley. Ricky pun. Can, can we just do a podcast that's just nothing but puns the entire hour? <laughs> I might no. get one in. I that, might get one in. That might be all right. You just got to Google, you know, topic puns, and they'll give you like a hundred, and then you just got to work them in. Yeah, that well, would be, that'd be a good idea because puns are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, for sure. But we might need to hit the pause button a few times. 
All right, let's see. see. We, this is let's just hit the tail end of this thing and get back onto Justin's story. You guys yeah, are sorry, ferocious. sorry about the foibles. You guys are ferocious. <laughs> um, so where was I? Frank, three year old cat. Um, the dude is living in a drug recovery, uh, like a rehab or uh, um what's the halfway house or something thank you halfway house one of those things it's a private organization um so the landlord admitted to catnapping the cat uh and <sighs> thank you gentlemen skeptic um I'm, I'm all over the place so the landlord admitted to stealing the cat his defense in court was that he uh, thought that it was a violation of the man's lease to have a cat. So, uh, guy takes him to court, $1.375 million. We're going to go and round it up to one point four from here because I can't talk because I'm retarded. And um, here's the weird part. So, Frank the Cat, he actually belonged to someone else before he was adopted into the rehab. So, like the guy, he just found a cat, like a stray. He's like, oh, I'll adopt it. I'm, I'm a good person. And once the landlord catnapped him, uh, uh, if you guys aren't in the live chat, like, I mean. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you got to get here. I'm not going to spoil anything because, you know, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, but 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 you guys keep distracting me with great puns and. <laughs> okay, so the landlord Close your eyes, little one dropped off <laughs> the cat to the local cat shelter, and then the uh they scan <clears throat> they scanned the cat and found a microchip in it. So now the cat's with its original family. So the cat, like. It was a cat that lived a life and then it lived a completely separate life as Frank. And now it's living a third separate life as Panda Bear. I don't know. Felix. There you go. Well, that's three lives. It's only got six more characters to come up with. That's what I was going to say. It's okay. Well, it's all right because you got the best character here now. Does that mean it's got like multi personalities? Okay. So the, the guy, so the cat is currently being held. Did he did he go back to the to the the original he, owner at this point? Or does he Yeah, Frank Frank went back to the original owner? Okay. So so the guy that that won the 1.4 bazillion dollar settlement doesn't even get to keep the cat. Is that Correct. what you're saying? But Theoretically, he gets to keep one point four million dollars, but having a um, uh, god damn it! <laughs> like every time I lose my train of thought, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like at this point they're doing it on purpose. Of course they are. Um, where was I? In the cat's so, backside, I think. Anyways, you know, Frank uh, is no longer Frank. Frankly. I don't give a damn, my dear. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty wacky. I mean, so the, oh, the yeah. you just you, yeah. you don't even own the cat anymore, but you get to sue somebody for for a billion dollars or a million dollars. Yeah. And, uh, and then whatever. Like, so theoretically, he has one point four million dollars. But anyone that's ever dealt with the legal system or you know courts will tell you that it's one thing to have a judgment collection's a whole nother issue right um because unless you're alex jones you can just bankruptcy out of most uh uh judgments i think That's child right. payments and uh, child payments and school loans are the other ones i can think of you gotta sell your settlement to one of those settlement companies jg wentworth there you go that hey, that's actually a good point on the Alex Jones thing. Not to go down that rabbit hole, but I was wondering what is he going to do about that? Because he did file for bankruptcy and they said it didn't matter. So how is well, he supposed to pay a billion dollars? I know that certain types of settlements, like uh, child 
support, that kind of thing, you can't bankrupt out of that. You're still yes, yes. Well, that's what they're saying. Now, Alex Jones couldn't bankrupt out of this billion dollar payment that he was charged to pay the parents of the Schmandy Schmook. I mean, I wouldn't be. I I would actually be surprised Andy if Sook. it wasn't still going up on appeal. Um, but assuming that it's either not going to be appealed or if the appeal has already been denied, then I would imagine what's going to happen is he has to basically make payments of, you know, X amount of dollars every month for the rest of his life. Either that, or perhaps this is what I was thinking. He also, if he filed for bankruptcy, then that would have maybe given him a way to put everything in a trust, like let his wife manage it or something like that. So basically he continues to make money, but he would say that he doesn't have any money. I think he would have had to have done that before he was sued. I was going to say he would well and truly have his ass covered from the very beginning. I'd say from the, from the moment he started blowing up, if he's real, because I believe he's created personally. um, And I cannot take this court case seriously. I don't think (laughs) that's just a whole example thing. I mean, he's still got, isn't Infowars is still going, correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that says a lot to me. Yeah. it's still going, still, you know, have a really healthy um, advertising their products and and that kind of stuff. So I I was wondering how that's going to play out. Look, I mean, I don't know what his empire is worth. It's it's I do find that often you sort of think that think it's something, and then it usually turns out to be ten times more these days. It's like they just chuck around the word billion like they used to chuck around five cents, you know, or yeah. a dime, let's say. Um, I don't take this whole penalty thing seriously because I mean a billion dollars. Are you kidding? That's to me yeah. that just seems like they made it so big that it was so obvious that it wasn't real, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't or know. It's like no, no, no. so extreme, such a punitive punishment yeah. for yeah. like you don't question the narrative or this is what you know, the whole exactly. 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 And the, the same thing has happened here in, in um well it's happened in many places, but for instance in Australia, I it was only uh, two thousand seventeen or eighteen or something, there was another we talked about it on the show once. Um, it was a whistleblower that uh, was made an example of. Um, he was put into jail for 35 years, I think it was. Um, and that was purely as an – and he really didn't do anything except expose a bank for, uh, you know, taking advantage of customers, something that was not right. But because he, he screwed up one little thing and he did something illegal, which was take some – records home you know get them home into his private residence and that's where they got him so they made a huge example out of that guy and this is exactly the same thing only a much smaller scale because i mean 35 years a billion bucks i don't know which that's a pretty equal sort of almost 35 years of your life yeah uh no chance of um appeal either i believe so yeah this is a weird one this is something for us to keep an eye on um gentleman skeptic tim of the tunnels says there's only so much super male vitality a man can sell super male vitality <laughs> uh alex, alex tells boner pills stella so um there's that then the yeah. other thing that i wanted to try not even good boner pills was that so jen said that they say that uh he makes 20 million a month he also said Ooh that he believes that it will be overturned. And then Ando says that he loves Alex. He is just on a leash, a Zydus leash. That's not what he said. And that he likes Troon porn. (laughs) Because... Anyway, yeah, I knew I knew there was going to be some sensitive people out there with that comment, but that's just that's just my opinion, and I'm allowed and to have one. <laughs> I'm going to need to know more about um, Alex Jones and his um, tranny porn watching. Well, he's a big Blair White fan, so there's you one. Know. Thing. You didn't know that, Justin? There's that uh, that picture of him from a couple of years ago. Where he was I don't remember what he was doing, but he had his phone out. And he just kind of had it just hanging on to it. And somebody got a picture of him from behind. And you could see he had some tranny porn website pulled up on it. Okay. Well, yeah, was, that video, was that video or an image? I, I don't remember. It may even have been faked. But I think it. That's it, what us, yeah. people were saying that that was an actual real. Yeah. It became shot. a meme. Yeah. So you know, it became like people thought that in their head. 
either way. So they, I mean, they do think. Yeah, that. exactly. Um, so yes, Sir Tim in the tunnel says that Alex is uh, a limited hangout. Stella yep. thinks that I kind of agree or like controlled op. I know Ando likes him. I really like him as well. Um, but I, I sort of do view him, you know, as I do Tucker, right. That. Oh, you can like these people as personal, yeah. as as cult of personality, but um, you don't have to trust them. And this is the problem. I've I've got this. New, okay, I'm going to just introduce this because I have said it once or twice in the past, but I just want to say um, the Pied Piper thing that's coming to fruition. Okay, that's that's happening. Look, Russell Brand, perfect example. Um, but I'm I'm now moving on to Judas Goat, so I just want to make that clear. <laughs> right, Judas Goat yeah. is the sort of like uh, that's how I see Alex Jones. Same sort of thing, slaughter. really. Yeah. But um, a little bit more contrived, perhaps. I don't know. Justin. Yeah. And Jen, real quick, hold on, Justin. Um, Jen also likes Alex, but you just have to understand his blindness. So, yep. in my humble opinion, we breezed over the whole tranny porn thing way too quick. <laughs> so, because, hold on, because I understand hating Alex Jones. And no, no, while no, I, I don't you. divulge in the tranny porn, I mean, on occasion, but as, as it's not a regular occurrence in my life. But here's the thing. Let me make the argument for tranny porn. <laughs> if you have, one. oh yeah, and it's a damn good one. If you have one woman, born woman, and one man, chick with a dick, this is actually the least gay way to watch porn. <laughs> it's the exact same anatomy but you get an extra set of tits i've heard that Ooh. argument as well and i do not agree with it well you're wrong so <laughs> i don't know what to tell you <laughs> too many right. dicks to these don't days. Hold back. yeah okay last one before uh, uh we move on from this one i apologize i didn't even mean to take us down the <laughs> alex jones rabbit hole i just want to say that yes Franco the cat it was it was uh catastrophe okay <laughs> she had to get it in <laughs> well done it was worth it all right smart alec <laughs> speaking of smart cookies stella q uh, got a smart story about some smart appliances oh, yes are they so, that smart give me a heads up whenever you want me to roll the bean footage I reckon we could just go straight into it because um, it's just really a discussion point. I don't have particularly any notes on this. Um, I just thought we could talk about it because it's stuff we, you know, everyone here that's watching, listening, what have you, I'm pretty sure would be already expecting because it was very predictable. But let's just roll with the uh, smart TV takeover. A battle is brewing between Foxtel and its free TV competitors over the content you see on your smart TV. The Albanese government has promised to provide better visibility for local streaming apps, but Foxtel believes Australians don't want it. When you turn on your smart TV, a familiar page of streaming apps appears on the home screen, but that order could be about to change. All of the people watching that have Foxtel, it really is a takeover of their remote. Foxtel CEO Patrick Delaney has sounded the alarm about the impact for all Australians if free TV competitors, including the ABC, get their way. If they want to go into apps, um, it means that all the free-to-air owned apps would be listed first. Didn't seem right to us. It certainly doesn't seem right if Australians were told the government is going to tell you that on the front page of your your iPhone, that it would determine what apps are on your front page. Labor promised at the last election to legislate a so-called prominence framework for connected TVs. Communications Minister Michelle Rowland the play is simple, that Australians can readily access the local TV services they rely on for Australian content, sporting events, news and emergency information. Foxtel, which broadcasts Sky News Australia, commissioned research into what consumers actually want. It found 94% of Australians don't want the government controlling the order of apps and 80% believe the choice of what they watch should be their own. It, it is not right and the government needs to, to listen to everyday Australians. They own the TV, they're passionate about it and they do not want the government telling them what to watch. Free-to-air broadcasters represented by Free TV Australia want new rules that would ensure their channels are displayed first on all TVs. It also wants search results changed to ensure their shows pop up first. 
Foxtel says that means it would have to drastically overhaul its layout. Sports fans would be shown free-to-air games over KO Sports coverage. It would also change the design and impact personalisation on its soon-to-be-released aggregation platform, Magneto. So presence on TVs is one thing, uh, but giving a commercial, a massive commercial advantage and locking others out is, is a very different thing. The communications minister won't confirm when the details of the prominence plan will be finalised, only telling Sky News she'll have more to say about the timeline in due course. In a statement, Michelle Rowland says this is a complex area and the government is working diligently to get the new framework right. And this government has been one that listens and communicates well, so we want to make sure that's the case huh. on this too. Trudy McIntosh, Sky News, Canberra. Okay. This government's pretty good at listening. Oh my God. What the fuck? Yeah. As an American, I am completely confused and frustrated by that news report. Good. It's done its job then. Is why, why does anybody other than the TV manufacturers and the people that create the software that holds the apps on the TV have any say as to what the order of the apps is? What? That, my friend, well, is the question. But, I mean devil's advocate you go on to the play store the apple store you're even google you're always going to see the sponsored content first sure but that's not because the government is making any decisions about or is not it maybe okay maybe beyond you know behind the scenes off of the off of the record the government is controlling that stuff sure but <laughs> officially it's ridiculous that the government should even chime in on this thing. I don't know. You hit the nail. You hit the nail on the head, Keels, because it doesn't really matter what it is they are doing. The fact that they are doing it, and this is the beginning of a slippery slope. All I, I mean, I couldn't even probably tell you exactly the details, even though I've seen that report now three times. Because all I hear is the government's going to reach their hand in and make some decisions where they bloody well shouldn't, and then the rest is just blah 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 blah. Because yeah. That's the that's the essence of it, that and is... no doubt it's going to be in our favour. It's going to be for our safeness, our safety, and our you know effectiveness. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, so this is a very bloody dangerous thing. But the predictable thing is smart technology. I mean, I, I should have brought the acronym up. Smart is an acronym, um, and well, it is it is about the control of devices that we all have known and yet we've just ignored and gotten in deeper and deeper and deeper, myself included. Um, so this is the thing. It's ultimate control. We've we've fallen into their trap and now they're showing their colours. It's all, you know, <laughs> we got them now. And they're all coming out with their plans. So now, are are these types of TVs new down there in Australia? Oh uh, no, no. This is this is part of the point. It's it's this Australia, not point. North Korea, man. <laughs> well, that's what I. That's another thing I was confused by is they were acting like it was this brand new thing. Oh, you can have apps on your TV with the remote and well, government's like, probably no. just figuring it out. Yeah, that could be. the rest of the population's <laughs> been on board for two decades. <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably about the same. What's, What's that? that the government's, you know, like the like the DARPA people are the ones that made the shit right. oh, exactly just like the internet um so it's just no it's nothing new we've had smart tvs being pushed on us you know through audi really cheap like mm -hmm. this is why they're selling them so cheap because they want everyone in the prison these are the, these are the bars you know yeah oh the other thing that that struck me his comment they have their tvs and they're passionate about it and i'm like Passionate I know. about a smart TV? Come on. Speak for yourself. Um, I love the polls. Uh, Justin, did you want to say something, mate? Well, just to respond to the keel, I mean, if I had an OLED, I'd be pretty passionate about it, too. Those things are fucking gorgeous. <laughs> well, well, that's because you're a film uh, connoisseur and you pr and you want to give the, the greatest experience that the filmmaker wanted to express. That's why you would be passionate about it, a more bright uh, and um, well, expressive television. Really what does it is, because every time I go to Costco, I'm just like jerking off to the OLEDs. Um, because 
every No wonder single... you get thrown out every time. <laughs> I, that's how I make friends, Stella. <laughs> every single pixel on an OLED can turn completely black. So you don't have a black, backlit black. You have true blacks, and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. But, that, uh, it, that's called rich black, yes. They've got um, that that hallway of TVs that you can just walk down and you're just surround you're like bathing oh in God. that tel- TV light. Yeah. Sweet, sweet EMFs. Beautiful. Oh, it was a couple months um, ago when we went to Costco, my wife went to the bathroom and left me in the electronic section and we came home with like a four hundred dollar sound bar. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, that you so. got the sound bar that you've been wanting for forever? Yeah, and what pisses me off is that I have a seven point one point two surround sound uh stereo system dolby atmos capable and a fucking receiver but my wife won't let me put it in the bedroom because it's too big <laughs> it's fucking that's dolby she atmos that she also that's another one of her complaints stella but uh digital panopticon uh gentleman skeptic says digital panopticon cheaper to observe people in their own homes instead of locking them up which is exactly the scenario in Fahrenheit 451, if I'm not mistaken, they had large walls of a TV where they were just watching the people in their homes constantly. And, well, um, that was they that. can already do that with um, your Wi-Fi, yeah. apparently, by um, you know not using cameras, but by using some sort of techn- technology where it can sense uh, the masses in the room. And can go through walls and everything, so I can actually pinpoint yeah. where each figure like, is. Um, see yeah. through the walls, basically. It's yes, yes. It's I think it's wild. some sort of tra- trajectory, uh, triangulation or something. I can't quite remember how the tech works. Yes, it's it's crazy. But yeah, they've been. Just, I know they've been. They've had that in place for a long, long time. I remember hearing maybe Alex Jones was talking about it back in the aughts, and they they were saying the uh, uh, the the cable boxes that you had. Uh, would have a little sensor on the front and it was to record to like pick up your remote control but it could also scan kind of through some sort of radio x-wave uh, x-ray technology or whatever it could kind of view what was happening and they the the manufacturers decided to use that to advantage and would record uh like for um, marketing purposes, they would record activities that you were performing when certain shows were on, and it was used for that purpose. But at, at this point, I'm sure it's just a flat-out high-definition camera that they're watching you on. That's yeah. why yeah. You, you pull your pants down and show your asshole to the router at least once a week. Right. Give them a show. Just, just to show your contrition. So they they save you lat till last to uh to raid. So at least yeah. at least until they get you on insurrection. Yeah. Uh gentleman skeptic says I saw something on Twitter today about using ring cameras to monitor people's <laughs> fast food consumption. I don't know how valid it is, but it wouldn't surprise me if that becomes a reality. So I mean, on his, I wouldn't be surprised, but I would imagine that they wouldn't even need to go to those extremes. I exactly. I would imagine that any credit card company is more than happy to divulge every single thing you've ever bought for literal fractions of a penny. Right. So yeah, just to get back to this um, story, I just wanted to point out too that poll that they showed. Um, uh, where is it? It's right on one twenty six. If you want to bring that up, Ashley, I don't know whether you want to, but anyway, it's the poll where it says um, TV prominence polling, no government control. Ninety four percent of Australians say no government control, and eighty percent of Australians say it's my choice. I find that a little bit confusing because I did as well. Yeah, what's what's with the yeah. other? Okay, there's six percent there that don't have a mind of their own to even do a poll, or well, else they just, just didn't get asked. That six percent's just government. Possibly, or they just didn't say the right answer. <laughs> I don't know about this. It's my choice, 20%. So 20% of people don't want a choice. Thank you, Ashley. 20% of people are quite happy for their choices to be made for them. That might be toddlers. I'm not sure how many 
toddlers there are in Australia. Um, no government control, 94%. Well, you know, that's, that speaks volumes. So, you know, if this government is so good at listening to the people, well, have a listen. <laughs> there it is. We don't want you. Well, Stay, in sure your Stay in your zone, government. A, not a government-mandated poll. So they probably have no. their own poll that says, oh, people love when, yeah, when they yeah, don't yeah. have to make decisions. Yeah. Do you, so yeah. 174% of Australians are against it. Yes. Yeah. I see I see someone's pussy. Oh, All Ta right. Now. Tommy Kitten making an appearance again. Oh, here comes from my keyboard. Yes, I would say that a lot of people are very happy to <laughs> put it at was spotted. <laughs> a lot of people are very, very happy with the situation that we have right now where they aren't making decisions for themselves, you know? So it can appears I, so. Can I jump off Tim's comment real quick? And um all I have open is Rumble Chat. But are you familiar with the Sony uh, rootkit scandal back in the late 90s, early aughts? I think that's what I was referring to. That's that thing. Yeah, I don't remember the details, but it was something like that. Basically, they put a computer virus on all of their music CDs so that when you oh would put gosh. it in your computer, it would uh basically give itself root access to your os and then they could do anything from there wow so this was yeah. you said was this like post um sorry stella was no, this right. post patriot act days or you said 99 like in the late 90s. late 90s early aughts so Hold this on. was even before the patriot act came out when the yeah. spying was well, you the the rootkit scandal was to combat piracy. That was their excuse, and it was from two thousand five. Mm. Yeah, that was when they were all sort of scrambling. You know, the internet they were trying to figure out the well, <laughs> supposedly trying to figure out all the copyright issues because once the internet sort of kicked in and everyone really got and streaming, it was just a bloody yeah, copyright nightmare. Good. Everything completely got inverted. The biggest victimless crime of all, music piracy. Victimless? Victimless, <laughs> says the musician. Yeah, I think that's a really good a point. I know we go there, and I think that Kill did it just to get a rise out of you, Stella. I well, he got one. Well, <laughs> I it am, is true. It takes money out of their pocket. I am a massive advocate of piracy. I am also a massive advocate of directly supporting people that create things you like. Because yes. if I pay... $20 for a system of a down CD. How much of that actually goes system of a down? A dollar maybe? That would depend Probably. on their contract. Probably paid $20 too much for that CD. Oh, no, man. System of a down toxicity, best album ever created. What year are you talking about? I mean, that will depend on how much money they got. Yeah, well, I mean... Are we talking pre-streaming, post-streaming? Toxicity came out System in, of the down was 90s, 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So pre-streaming, pretty much. So they, they were probably were making early... a lot more in the 90s than they were in the noughties. Yeah. 2001, Toxicity, best album ever released. Yeah, I was going to say early because it was for sure at a time in my life that I was not in high school. So. We'll just right. leave that at We'll just leave yeah, that Yeah, we'll there. leave that. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's... Uh, <laughs> what else? Do we have anything, any more to add to the smart TV thing? Oh, no, it's just a slippery slope, that's all. It's yeah. the beginning of a slippery slope. Be aware. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, I suppose the only way around it is to get rid of the tech. I mean, I've, I I don't own a smart um, TV. I never have. When I was with my ex, um, yeah, he, we had a, you know, the box that creates a smart TV out of a non, out of a dumb TV sort of thing, like a oh. tuner. Okay. Um, because that's, you know, that was all sort of free with the internet pack that we got. See, they just get you in, you know, and we just thought, well, we can reject it or we can have it. So, yeah, we did that. And I was definitely not awake as much back then. Well, sort of, I had gone back into slumber, let's say. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't really aware of all everything. And then, yeah, it wasn't until sort of 2019. Well, actually 2018, 19, I just went right off television anyway. I could, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. It was just True. nothing worth watching. So, um Oh, that's yeah. where I'm at right now. Like everything just sucks. 
Um, so I was going to say uh, that Sir Tim in the channel says uh, he was referring to the CIA's Weeping Angel program. I'm actually not familiar with that one. And then he also said that he watched a behind the music episode. I used to love that stuff on TLC. And one of the members said that they made around 19 cent per album sold. So Whoa. if they sell a million albums, what's that like? A hundred and hundred ninety thousand. Don't do math on live TV. <laughs> yeah, no, not without I'm a calculator. Basically. I'm 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 channeling Terry right now. I got right. that maths down. Well, hopefully Terry's got his calculator out. But um, yes, uh, the, look, it's never been. It's always been an industry where you have to sell a lot of albums to make any money. It's always been like that, and also it's always been a very unfair industry in the sense that. You know, like 80s, you know, prior to um, the way it all changed with the internet, uh, you would be forwarded, you know, you would be, um, what's the word, given some money to start with, you know, to make an album or what have you. But then most of the contracts, you had to pay that money back. It wasn't oh. like they just gave you the money and you invested. You had to right. pay it back. And that's it's, often where they where things fell apart for the band because. Because it's like an advance, right? Yeah, and in dance. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just like a book, you know, an author. Yeah. So um, yeah, you've got to pay it back, and even though the company, you know, make crap loads more money than the musicians generally, uh, but hopefully the musicians make something along the way. But um, it varies very much, like the percentage and what they make. But yeah, that's quite, totally believable. Nineteen cents an album. I wonder what the um, national nationality and or uh, religious affiliations the people at the top of these companies hold. <laughs> That's um, something that we will probably never be able to fully confirm on live <laughs> streaming. <laughs> Safely. <laughs> Safely. Thank yes. you. On that note, um, I'd like to, th we're, we're about done here. So I'd like to thank Ashley and thank you. Ism can't thank you. Stella. Thank you, listeners and viewers, everybody in the chat. And thank you, Kilthor. You're very welcome. And thank you, uh, Tommy. Ashley, Tommy Kitten. How can people get in touch with the Union of the Unknowns? Well, Kiel, I'm glad you asked. They can find us on our website at unionoftheunknowns.com. That's our Linktree page, and it has all the myriad ways that you can get in touch with us, including our Discord link, and we would love to have you there. Join the conversation. You can also find me running the Twitter page over on X Twitter at Union Unknowns. Back to you, Kiel. Outstanding. Thank you, Ashley. Think, change, repeat, as she has known in some groups. What? Um, go can, ahead, Justin. Can I raise issue with Ashley real quick? When sure. was the last time you, I, I know you've thought, I know you've repeated, but when was the last time you changed? <laughs> Every day. Oh, I was about to, there you go. <laughs> She's got it. Thank you, everybody. We are Union no of the Unknowns. <laughs> <laughs> and we are out. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank you for a perfect podcast, everyone. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.